John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast version of You Up with Nikki Glazer. I am, of course, Tom Takar. Uh, the Squirt King, eh, I don't know, the Slumdog Thousandaire, I, I've made many a nickname that have fallen by the wayside. That, I like Slumdog Hundredaire. <laughs> <laughs> that is Ian Finance, how you doing pal? Hey, I'm doing good buddy, happy Hell to be yeah. here. Uh, Ian's on the show every Thursday, we have a good time, and if you like the podcast, why don't you get on Sirius XM, uh, it's cheap as hell. It's not as expensive as you think. Uh, We have fun. We do eight hours of content every week, and it's a good old time. Uh, And you can be a part of Squirt Nation. That's what we call our fans. Squirt, 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 squirt. Every day you can hear me uh, do a new version. I put squirt into songs, (laughs) and it's very easy, but... You know, it's fun. Um, Here, uh, to start the episode of this podcast, we're going to have a clip of Nikki talking about uh, how she's dealing with her version of the Me Too movement uh, because she had an issue stripping in front of her maid <laughs> Whoa. no that's not true but nikki um, tried to bang her maid yeah. <laughs> yeah she ordered room service for a whole different reason <laughs> she said i'm a woman i'm allowed to do whatever i want <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know how women are um friend of the show mike kaplan is also a part of this clip check out his stand-up he's a very silly boy and here is the clip you know what? Today, I was even thinking about, like, I have been impacted. I have changed the way I behave around women in a workplace. I had my uh, housekeeper come over today, this morning. She meets me right before I leave for work, uh-huh. right on the dot at 9. And I was naked when she arrived. And I was like, she can handle, like, she can handle me in a towel. Not naked, but in a towel or in my bra and a yeah. shorts. Like, what's the what's wrong with that? And then I go, no, bitch. You put on some clothes. Yeah. This is her workplace. That's true. And, um, oh, man. But I, don't, but I wouldn't have thought that before the movement. I really uh-huh. wouldn't have. I would have been like, she's a girl. God. I'm a girl. We're all How girls. How would we ever have porn if people thought like this, though? I mean. <laughs> oh, it's just a pizza guy. Listen, if I'm adjusting <laughs> the way I act around women, yeah. The, men should all do a little sure. something. something. <laughs> But I've just I've heard so many different um, takes on I don't even compliment women anymore. I've I've heard that yeah. both in on stage I've talked about who I've heard it in their act yeah, and also yeah. I heard it <laughs> passing heard it by again? I've heard it passing by another comedian the other night the same thing and I just go in, in oh, Montreal what am I gonna do without your compliment <laughs> <laughs> oh no this this movement's not worth it if you don't compliment my outfit like, what like who cares okay fine take your compliment away I don't care Nikki, oh I'm yeah. missing out so much that's such a great point. Really? <laughs> I'm giving you a compliment. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Uh, but even, also, it is a great point. I don't do that yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you compliment a woman's point, you get accused of rape the yeah, next day. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's happening all yeah, the time. Yeah, Amy has a great bit that she's like, do, do guys just think women are just like... Bored. Like, <laughs> I want to accuse a man of rape today. Like, I'm just gonna do it. Like, like, do you think that's like fun? Like, yeah. to pass the time type things. Um, yeah. G- guys would think that. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's 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 not easy to be anyone. Um, but 
I just don't, I don't want to hear men complaining about how what it's like to be a man oh, right now. Or oh whatever. no, it it's uh, hey, it's slightly less perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. We had a hundred percent before, yeah. and now it's down to like ninety eight, and that's a that's a lot. I know it's confusing. <laughs> I know it's. I don't. I don't pretend to understand, like, because this is the thing. Like, I am a girl that likes to be thrown up against a wall and have my hair pulled and be slapped around in bed. That's uh-huh. confusing. By a person that you agree. Consent yeah. to do that. But <laughs> oh. sometimes I like it to happen. <laughs> Shit. In an You're alley. not going to like the person yeah. no, 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 I sent no. to your apartment. <laughs> 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 a late birthday gift. Yeah, yeah. Tom, you already got me something. I don't need that. <laughs> Let me go. Um, <laughs> that was just an ominous key that I gave you. <laughs> and that's to open the handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Mike Kaplan and Nikki Glazer, and also me. Um, <laughs> also, in this episode, we got a little call from the very wonderful Alana Glazer. You know her from Broad City and so much more. Yes. Uh, yes, Queen. Yes. Oh, that's what the, I started saying that from. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The um, origin story of Yas Queen. <laughs> no, the origin is that it's like some YouTube video or something, and then it, it's all over the place. Oh, that's you right. Can follow, yeah, 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 follow yeah. the money. Um, yeah. Uh, so Alana calls in to talk about her show that night, and then Nikki at the time was talking about how she was having some issues with her appearance after uh, some people gave her some guff on the roast about it. So Alana calls in to save the day. Here she is. Mike Kaplan's still in studio for this as well. Here is that clip. I was talking about, I just did the roast of Bruce Willis and I got called ugly. Like all the jokes were that I was like, no, oh, you think she's hot and then she turns around or whatever like that. <laughs> like it's seriously. And I'm like, really? Because I have no ass. Wait, so you're why would- so Thank hot. You. And like, no, um, you know, while I wish that didn't gain as much merit as it does, especially for women, um, I'm like, but you are really hot. Thanks, girl. So, well, I just, I, what's you know, going on? I hate, I hate even complaining about this kind of thing because we're all supposed to like ourselves and love ourselves. But some days you just have days where you just don't feel great in your own skin, or you know. And I was saying that I went into this roast being like, oh, there's nothing they could say that would like make me sad about myself. But I've been mm-hmm. saying that these these jokes it happened a week ago, but I'm still thinking like, oh, do I look well. like Owen Wilson? Like, there's so <laughs> m- there's things that are kind of with me. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, you know, but I want to talk to you about that. Like, you are someone that I I see, and you are just the sexiest, coolest, hottest person. And it's, 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 it's comes not only from the outside, obviously, and literally every guy. I don't, it is insane. Every guy I know is so obsessed with you. Um, and it's, dude, I guess, I don't think you hear it enough, but like every dude thinks you're so hot. And I know that this is like trivial and like, who cares what guys think. (laughs) Dude, you should hear. I'm literally like, you're fucking kidding me. No, I wish you could hear. Cause I don't think people tell people when they think they're hot. So like, I just hear how hot you are. Especially when they don't want to be called me too, or they don't want to be thought of it. They don't know what to say anymore. It's so strange to me because like. I don't know. Like, I feel like, well, another thing I was going to say is, is, and this is, I don't know, controversial or something, but um, people ragging on you for not being hot. I'm like, is it just because you're Jewish and look Jewish because you are a hot, skinny blonde? So what's the only thing, what's the one step away from the standard narrative that yeah. could be not hot? You know oh, what I mean? Right. Like, and what are me, they, what's what do it they really have about? to work, work with, which is like you not looking, having like a 
ski slope nose or whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> yes. <but laughs> and guess what? I'm not Jewish. I wish I were. Do you Wait, know I'm not? Are you kidding me? Yeah, you no. I know, dude. Your I cousin. wish I was are you, so German? bad. Yeah, I'm German. <laughs> Irish. It sucks. I, I You're thought, Irish? I know. You I wanted to be Jewish so bad. I'm doing Jewish? a joke right now that this is so funny, Alana, because I have so many Jewish friends who find out I'm not Jewish like way late in the game. And I feel <laughs> this such... I feel such sad. Like, I want to be Jewish so bad. I made my parents both take up 23andMe to fee- find out if I'm Jewish. And that's how Jewish I am is I made my parents do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. That's and so I'm not. And I want to be so bad. But I, I think you're you're right. Like, I, you you try to go, what are they, what is the real problem here that they're going after? And Because because I'm literally like, it's not, it, it's not what they're saying. It's, it's something in rape culture that they're picking out. Yes. It's like that you don't, you don't look, um. I don't know, like whiter. I'm like, you white as hell. You know what I mean? Thanks, but like, girl. I don't know. You don't look like whiter or something. <laughs> yes. For yes. Me, I appreciate for me, that. I don't, I don't even, I mean, I feel I, I am, you know, my, I've, I like have always, I still am like, like don't feel, um, yeah, no, I sexy I, or sexy all the time. I feel like I feel very much like a boy, like 30, you know, 30 or 40%. I'm like, I feel really masculine. I feel like my, hair is like a joke you know what I mean I'm like people are like your hair is so you but I'm like but you don't want it you know what I mean oh my god um, you're so so like I right I so I'm I'm not like uh but it's a fucking battle you know and it's like you say like you're supposed to feel good about yourself there's so many like subcultures now that it's like main culture is women are supposed to feel bad about themselves so that they buy shit then the subculture (laughs) off of that is that you're supposed to like you're supposed to be like, um, no, I do. You're supposed to like battle that anyway and be like, no, I do. I love myself. Then the subculture off of that is like women giving each other tips on like what like secret Botox and serums and yes. to use. You know, there's so many levels now. Of, oh my um, God, you're so Identity right. that it's like, you know, it's, it's too mind blowing. And, and we like, you know, just the positions we're in to have like platforms like we do. It's, it's confusing, but it's, cool to hear you talk about how shitty that made you feel and yeah i just um, try to be honest because i feel like you you're someone who is brutally honest and that's why people love you so much and it just comes through in not only your character acting work but just your persona online you're just someone we can trust as women and look to and i would never i know you would never bullshit me and that's why i wanted to ask because you just seem like this confident sexy uh chick but there you have to have moments of where you just don't feel good about yourself and I think that's important to talk about because then I'm set up to fail if I'm trying to be Alana Glazer who just seems to be happy with herself all the time and that's not the reality it's also another thing that's frustrating for me is like I I look better on moving film than like still film and like every photo shoot you know whatever maybe four out of five photo shoots I'm like oh Oh, 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 right, right, right. You know, it's like, yes. you know, you think like you're from the inside out. It's like, I'm feeling this shoot. And then you, you know, it's like, oh, oh my God. Well, I hate that more than anything, you know? Well, yeah. The good news well, is that our phones are all like capable of doing those Harry Potter moving pictures yeah. now. So yes. just always have a moving picture. Always have it be a live picture. Right. It's true. Like I'm more telegenic than I am photogenic. And I totally yes. relate to that where I see pictures. I, there's nothing worse to me than feeling... 
my best self and then seeing a picture from it and having the reality check. <laughs> yep. But that's I always try to delay that to look. I never want to look at the photo shoot pictures right away because I feel so amazing in that yeah. moment because you're supposed to. They're building right. you up. They're like, you're so fucking hot. And then they go, do you want to see? And I always go, no, I want a day away from yeah. this so I can convince myself that if I don't like it, I've changed since then. You have. Or that I can't change anything in the moment. You can. If I don't like the pictures, then I can't change anything, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk to you. I want to talk about uh, your live show that you're doing, the Generator Series, uh, hosted by you at the Brick House Ballroom. It's a series you're doing to just educate people about what the fuck is going on in our government, because <laughs> it's a lot to it's a lot to understand, and it seems overwhelming. That's right. So I'm going to do like a quick, as quick as I can spiel. Yeah. Okay. So Generator is like a platform that my um, co-founders, Gladys Mahar and Ruby Anaya and I are making where um, like we originally, honestly, we are aiming at like some sort of um, app or something where it's like, you know, we, we take Snapchat videos and Instagram live videos all day for what fucking bullshit. Right. Yeah. And it's like fun and distracting, but um, we're also talking about like how, you know, when, when the DACA shit came up and like when immigrants just started becoming a, a like bargaining pawn for the GOP. So like when that started happening, I saw like a couple of videos where it was like someone's personal story, uh, a, a, like a dreamer, a kid who came here as a, an immigrant as a kid, their personal story. That personal story is so much more effective to me than seeing like um, Donald Trump screaming about immigrants. I'm like, I don't understand fucking policy when like spits coming out of his like pink face, you know, I'm like, I can't understand what is really happening until I see this personal story about it. So um, we're trying to create this platform and we're just using Instagram for now because the technology is there. Use this platform to um, create the space for personal stories about policy because it's so hard to understand how this shit trickles down from like the evil people in the GOP down to us as human beings. And it, it does every like decision they make, like, um, you know, rich people may feel it less, but it affects all of us and it affects our like whole country. Um, so that's like what generator is, but we're making this live event series just to like gather our community in the flesh. And we're, I'm interviewing activists and politicians, um, politicians who are running in November because I also am like, who's running? What yeah. do we have to flip? There's so much fucking going on. And like when I was um, when I got got to college, uh, I went to NYU. And I remember like these kids from D.C. were like when kids grow up in D.C., they like know how the government works. It's like part of their culture. Oh. And I was like, how do they know? I <laughs> I'm 31. I still do not know. And I'm still learning. I'm I'm interviewing Zephyr Teachout tonight. She's going for attorney general. She's um running for attorney general. I'm like. I, I like was thinking about it. What's an attorney general? I'm like, I love oh, they're an attorney. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, they're a lawyer. I, I never thought about it before. No. I don't know shit. No. So we're trying to like just lower the barrier barrier to entry to like talking about politics to come with no shame if you know fucking nothing. And I love it's just that. Starting there. Because it, it is so, so intimidating. And, and you're right. I loved, I watched your video uh, on your Instagram about tonight's event and, and all the events and saying like, I'm going to ask her, what's an attorney general? I was like, I love that she just admitted that because it's hard to admit that you don't, but no one knows what that is. That was such a good That's point. Right. And I'm, uh, I, I think this is so cool that you are, are using um, your 
what whatever you've achieved, which is so deserved and you're so cool, but you're doing it for such good. And this is, I Incredible. need this kind of thing. I know there's so many people that need so this kind of thing. Does. And I just want to say, it's like Donald Trump doesn't know what the fuck an attorney general is. Oh. No <laughs> idea. That, that is something that he, his presidency, like it's doing something. And the more like garbage that I hear with him saying, and he's like, um, you know, filleting Putin proverbially. It's like, I pop that pimple. That's what I keep saying to myself. Pop that pimple. Like, say your white supremacist shit. Just yes. pop that pimple. It's, <laughs> this is good. Like, I never would have had this feeling like no shame in not knowing anything about the government if my president didn't know anything about the government. I know. Like, that's he doesn't the, know. Why the fuck should I know? That's like maybe the only silver lining of this is that he's a, he showed us that you could be an idiot and like... <laughs> And be a, like, right. like it's okay to be it's not okay to be an idiot, but like we, we you can be smarter than the president. All right, that was Alana Glazer and Mike Kaplan. Uh, this next clip, such a fun time. Tell My, me about it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it there, Ian. Uh, we had Tommy McNamara, co-host of Stand by Your Band with me, the it's Prince great of Smartness. Pod. Thanks, pal. We got to get you back in there. Yeah. Um, let's do that on air on the podcast. Yes. Right now. Let's schedule let's it right now. Done. Yes. Uh, my calendar. <laughs> Tuesday the twelfth. Uh, we also have this super funny Ben Glebe, friend of the show. Now he's great. Uh, and right off the bat, we start talking about porn and the weird kooky shit that Nikki's into. Hell yeah. Roll that clip. I would say I think sex is a great workout, especially these girls. The porn I watch, they go through hours of like arduous, <laughs> like, and it's like it, six it is second a, abs. <laughs> you come fast oh my enough. God. Oh my god! You're, totally. When I orgasm, my whole body clenches up. My toes get a good workout. Everything yeah. like you definitely do have some. That, that, it, there's definitely something to that. But the the girls that I watch in the porn that I watch, they do these things where it's like all day they're tied up in different scenarios. Like they interview them before and then after, and they're like, "You ready to start the day?" And it's like a dungeon master interviewing her. And she's like, yeah. And it's like, this bitch goes through hours of like hanging from ropes and having to like support her neck while things are being put. Like it is, if you, that would be like boot camp. These bitches, but also and take... they can't eat before because it's all going up their ass right. and they don't want to shit everywhere. I mean, it's it, that is a job. But it takes me out of the moment a little bit porn wise when they're tied up and it's a very kinky scenario, but then she's got a neck pillow. I feel like that. Oh, I love when they, when they support her neck. I love. <laughs> when there's like they're they're pushing her boundaries, but she's also like not not comfortable. I like her to be comfortable. I don't like when it's like the, the, these guys are so good with the rope. To, I I really respect what they do over kink.com. I want to give a shout. They really are. They do like amazing. I go to um a, a channel. So on kink.com, they have a lot of different channels for like kinky shit. Like I enjoy, and one of them is hog tie. <laughs> And it's so just all women hogtied. <laughs> it literally is the the most popular channel on the site. I think it's the top one. But it's these these ropes and the knots. I'm very <laughs> impressed with these men. That uh, and the men are just so secondary. That's what I love about this porn. It's like you don't see a dick really. They're just guys Hog-tied. doing a job. <laughs> Yeah, they're just guys doing a job. They don't. Such a bad thing, though, to call a woman a hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a type of tying being. These guys aren't even porn stars. They're they're farmers. Uh, Honestly, that is all I want. I don't want a guy to be like, yeah, suck it. Like I just like him to be more mechanical about it. I want to be operated on like a car. Like I don't want you to get a bone. Like I want you to be proud of the work.
fucking yeah. do on me, but I don't want you to come on me. You don't want it to this. be like a, one of those boppets where it's like, yeah, suck it. Twist it. Bop it. <laughs> I love that game. Oh my god. Pull it. Twist it. Bop it. That was so fun. That game was a great game. But, oh my god. But you're, oh god. you're it. that would be your good preference. to just do that with your dick. Like suck yeah, it. That, Flick it. I would love any instruction Flick or it. some kind of like thing. Flip it. Um Flip it. I don't know if I would advocate flipping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know okay. what a dick can do. It seems like it can't be flipped. Okay, okay. That's one of the major no-nos. Okay. <laughs> Tuck it. Tuck it. Slap um, it, maybe. But flip it. I don't know if that's. I think that's like a pre-trans transition move. Yeah. Flip, flip it. it. Invert it. <laughs> Twist Bite it. it. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, the game is called Bop It. It was like this thing you hold. And it gives you instructions on what to yeah. do to this weird, wacky uh, plastic uh -huh. toy thing. And you bop it. You can twist it. You can hit, like there's Pull there's four it, yeah. different commands. And yeah. then it, and then and it just like picks evolved. one at random. Yeah. And then it speeds up. And you have to remember what to do. And it's like it's it's fun. It's be fast. It's, yeah, it's that fun. game needs to come back. Why did people tire of it in the early 2000s? I got one Much every like, year. <laughs> Is that I, right? I, I, yeah, I got a new one. <laughs> I feel like I was always playing that while I watched Blind Date. All right. That was Ben Glebe and Tommy McNamara on the show. What a great clip. Uh, this next one is from the show we did with Esther Pavitsky and Benji Aflalo from the Freeform show Alone Together, which Nikki stars in two seasons of. Whee! So if you can't get quite Whee! enough Nikki, check that out. Uh, we also have Andrew Collin in the room. He's We don't need to talk about him. You, <laughs> you've heard him. He ow, probably ow, doesn't ow, even ow. say anything in this clip. <laughs> <laughs> we love him. We know him. <laughs> He's the best. Go see his one-man show. The Tank Theater, uh, Wednesday, August 8th yes, at 9.30 we'll be there. p.m. All the crew of You Up will be there. Bring your tomatoes. I, I will be. Uh, <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> none of us will. <laughs> I'm not going. Do don't uh, go. Anyway, uh, we talk about uh, Benji's travel, where he travels alone. Ironically, I saw him at the airport alone. Mere days after this recording. What so, a truth teller. <laughs> he's not lying, and you can hear him here on this clip now. Woo! You, <laughs> um, you went to France, Benji? You went to Europe? Yeah, I did. I, I booked a one-way ticket, so oh, I, I spent so much God. money on a one-way ticket. My whole family told me I was stupid. How much was it? <laughs> Too much, and everyone oh, just- First class? They all just Can we started guess? railing me. First class? No, I flew this uh, airline called Wow, which is Icelandic. Ooh. And so I did do the upgrade, but it didn't feel like first class. It's just a bigger seat. Yeah. And But like it was kind of janky. There was a girl on Instagram Live being like, Screw this first class. This is terrible. There's no TV. There's no Wi-Fi. So that's the kind of first class. Oh, I was in. No. Right. People right. were vlogging about how terrible it was. So it was first class. No, it was just a bigger seat that I think this that girl, this girl paid extra for. <laughs> and thought she was, yeah, yeah, it was the nicest seat you could get, but it still wasn't fancy. It's like a budget Icelandic airline. So how much did you pay for a one-way ticket? Too much. Two Nikki. grand. So we're not allowed to get family to tell me I'm stupid. Uh, okay. I want us to guess. So, but yeah, we don't. It's have to. so crazy that you won't say the dollar amount. Because after I told my sister and dad how much I paid for the ticket they're like jaws dropped and my dad walked away from me <laughs> oh, he couldn't wow. even tell me he like walked away and then my sister's like 
it's fine. Not everyone's good with money, which is her way of being like, I'm good with money and you're a joke teller. No, that's dummy. the most passive aggressive thing I've so ever rude. heard in my life. That's what made All my I dad walk that. away too when I was two. Yeah. <laughs> you find yeah. first class. Forever. Yeah. He's yeah. like, this kid's stupid, this kid's mean, I'm walking away. Wait a second. So, okay, you go over there. I feel like you you and I are similar. Like you you've you've always had it in your mind, like, I should go on a trip. I worked hard, like I deserve a trip. And yeah. then you go over there and like, and you're like nah. how did it go? Like, what did you do when you got there? Well, I got to Paris, and I've traveled alone before, and I get so lonely. And I so, know, that's a bad idea. But you always talk about how you want to travel I alone. I know, because I hate my life. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I get this whole thing of like, because it's so romantic to travel alone, too. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're going to find yourself. Yes. And and I'm getting older, and I've never been to Paris. So I was like, I have to go to Paris. Like, I'm in my mid-30s at this point. If I don't go, it's like... I'm never gonna. That's like, not fair. No. You talked me out of going to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> my, my boyfriend was like ready to go go to Paris. You're you. And, and you scared me. He told me it wasn't safe. Anyways, you. I go to Paris. <laughs> I go to Paris for two nights. You're not a romantic. I go to Paris for two nights. You don't have an luckily, open soul. I had, a, I had a friend there who was in town. So I had a friend while I was there. So I was like, this isn't even like being lonely. Okay. And then, and then the friend left, and I was like, that's it. I'm going to a different city where I know someone. So then I went to Zurich, where I have a friend from international summer camp, who I'm still <laughs> friends with. Whoa. Oh and I went to Zurich for two nights, and then it was time for me to go because I was staying at their place. And then I had a friend who was going to meet me in Amsterdam. So then I went there for a night, and then they left, and I was like, I don't want to be alone, and I flew home. Oh, my God. So I basically uh. had like a Disney World-type trip where I had like a friend in different parts of Europe, and then came back. I feel like that's exactly what I would end up doing, too. Yeah. The moment loneliness was an option, I was like, I'm just going home. I don't understand. Like, who... Why didn't you plan anything? Because <laughs> I didn't want the pressure of planning or feeling obligated to anything. But mm-hmm. you went so far... Yeah. You didn't want yeah. the pressure of feeling obligated to, <laughs> to, to plane a, a fun trip in Europe that was your dream. Well, it's not fun How when you're you alone. About it? When you're alone, it might not be fun. You might be like, oh, I just committed to a week in a place that I I'm just I feel gonna like be that's what I'm going to, like, I have a vacation time coming up and I haven't planned anything because I'm terrified of, like, getting to France and being like, I don't, I'm, I get it. You can't go to Target alone. What, what are you yeah, talking what about? What are you talking okay, about? Okay, you travel to Europe alone and see how, Firstly, how long your trip is going to I don't want to go alone to Europe. I would go alone to, like, Hawaii or like somewhere. I, I like the United States. You won't go States. alone anywhere. Okay. I, I want to go. <laughs> you like the United States? I want to see all Hawaii, the cities in the United. U.S. Yeah, start here first. Um, I've I've never been to Portsmouth, Maine. There's just so many little towns I've heard are so cute. I think I wanna, you're right. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in America where you could like see things that you wouldn't see yes. where you live. Like there's so much to see driving across the country and like see like when I moved to L.A., was like opened my eyes to like oh this is a beautiful country. How when is your time off? How far away are we from? End it? of August. So but Cut I to am... Esther in Savannah, Georgia, asking for a Chipotle somewhere. <laughs> I'm really taking things. They in. don't. You're don't... out of guac. That's not. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, it's coming up at the end of August. So I'm. It's one of those things that I could like jet off and fly. I'll, I'll do, pull a Benji and spend too much on a ticket just to like not have an obligation and to like do it on a whim. But I say why not wait till your next one where you have more where like maybe if you have an upcoming break in December or something plan like a trip with activities like get reservations because the next one never comes I don't have a friend I don't don't... have anyone to go with I don't want I'll go what am I gonna do go with Benji you gotta pay for it I'll take that back no I would go with Ben like I I would Andrew thank you for volunteering as well I pretended it didn't happen but I guess I have to address it let's go to a Um, holocaust museum in Europe I 
every day with you is like, I would truly oh, be. I think I would actually have my feelings hurt if you went to a Holocaust museum without me. I won't do that, Tom. I won't do that to you and your uh, Jewish heritage, which you're, you have not. No. I'm a Sounds Jew. Sounds like a fun travel docu-series, just going to a bunch of Holocaust museums. That actually it could, wouldn't be a bad pitch. Um, I don't, like, traveling alone frightens me. I'm um, I'm pitching a show right now where I would maybe go travel alone. Like, not alone, with a crew. You're worried about like, getting taken? Lot. Um, may, I wish I could get taken. I'm worried about not getting taken. I'm worried about being at a French cafe and not getting hit like on by the swarthy French man. you see a younger girl get taken, like, you're pissed off. Yes, I'm a little bit afraid that no one's really going to give a shit I'm there and that I'm going to have this whole romantic trip in my mind planned and I'm just alone and... Cut to you in like a weird country, like you've developed a relationship with one of the camera ops. Yes, so you're not that alone. That would be great. I think that's my plan. Is just like but Julia Roberts assemble did. a crew of hot guys, one of which I will fall in love with in a foreign land. We'll have a story. You know what you two need? You guys need to find one of those people that travels alone to Europe and finds themselves. Like I feel like we need to hear from that person because they know there's but value. I'm not you that need to person. read. No, you pray need love. To, you need to hear from that person and I've, then copy them. I've heard. I'd heard from those. people. People. I'm just not that person. I, I, I get lonely. I'm lonely after a, a three days in a. But weird you're place. lonely at, in LA. As I know, well. but yeah. when you're in a country where people don't speak English, or you don't have the comforts of your bed and your thing, and like. But then why did you work. go? Because I, my life is passing me by, and there are things I haven't experienced. Benji, I understand why. It's the same reason but, you took the Bruce, the Bruce Willis roasting job. Like it's like he. There are things you should do. And then there are things you could do, and we're getting them all crossed. The and fact that I can afford to go to Paris and I've never been yeah. is like pathetic. And you don't feel like you have to go again, like um, right? Yeah, or you feel like you go, still go? I feel like I'd like to go again with like a girl I love or something. I know yeah. that's the I'm thing. If I got had it out like of the a way. guy I was yeah. into, traveling with a guy, anyone, like would be great. Or like if I, mm. if, if I had a. That's no. what you think. No, when you're first falling in love, like I want like a like let's like fuck around Europe like yeah. trip. Like when you're first in the beginning stages, when you're yeah. falling in love with someone, I, I mean, know it could get not great traveling. That but. is that's cool. Like to be at that status where you're going to Europe with like a someone who you're two months in with, like Ugh. that's fun. You must be rich for that. Like well, you I went to be- Thailand with my ex. Like a mu- like we started dating. He went to Thailand to go like learn Muay Thai, and then he was like fly out in a. <laughs> month and and come visit me and i was like yes whatever you want and i flew out there and it was the best it was such was the food good it was so thailand food is like thai food here like it translates perfectly really perfectly Wait, because when i went to australia i felt like the thai food there was exceptional oh really people were like well it's because it's closer to thailand maybe i'm i eat thai for probably two out of three my meals a day what do you get i get papaya salads summer rolls um, and then whatever kind of like I just and uh, tom yum soup. Okay, you get I always the skinny get, like, girl options. Yeah, I get I get three skinny girl. <laughs> I get the skinny licious menu. <laughs> I gotta start what ordering is the hot what you order. Thai girl order. Yeah, <laughs> she I'm cold. She's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> She's a boy. I'll have the I'm cold special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I? I have one last travel pitch for you guys. Because for yes. me, when I travel, it's all about the food. Like I want to eat. Yes. Like. What about that? Did you have any great meals in Europe, Benjamin? You have a crepe? Um, actually, no. I When I was in Zurich, <laughs> I stayed with my friends, and I had very, like, simple Swiss kind of meals with them Ooh. where they, like, cooked and 
I felt like I was integrated more into the Swiss wow. lifestyle. It was I, very simple. I, and I can't believe you stayed in touch with this friend from international camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's actually British. She moved to Switzerland. And um, Why did she... What was her level of excitement when you reached out? <laughs> <laughs> great question. That's a great um, question. <laughs> she at first was like, we're going camping this weekend. Maybe it can come a different day. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I can. And then she's like, oh, my boyfriend doesn't want to really camp anyways. Let's just not go uh -huh. camping and come in town. And I was like, okay. But I loved Zurich and I loved Switzerland. It's like really nice people. All right. What a great what a great clip, huh, Ooh, That was fantastic. I'm going to listen again. I can't. Let's listen to it again right now. Okay, let's go back to that clip. All right, me and Ian just listened to it again. That was really fun. Um, so wonderful. This next clip is an Ian day, a Thursday. Uh, we had Guy Branham on the show to talk about his new book, and uh, we got into some talk about body dysmorphia. We all suffer from it. Um, why not talk about it, you know? Yeah, it's good this to talk a, about it. such a fun time. Nikki was in L.A. with Guy. Me and Ian were holding down the fort in New York, and you can hear the love between all of us. In yes. It. And then afterwards, me and, and Ian... <laughs> Shot pool also, what you can hear is me not talking during the episode. <laughs> is If you ever want to hear an episode where I don't talk, this is the one to listen to. Well, if you were in the New York Zoo, you could have seen him seething from yes, close up. Yes, yes, yes. But sometimes it's better just to keep my yap shut. <laughs> and then me and Tom afterwards went and shot some pool. And Hell let me yeah. tell you, this guy is an old shark. He's old uh, Jaws to car. Somebody here. said I have shark teeth on my Conan set. Oh, uh, really? Well, Was you that you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Oh, shit. I gotta go. Clop, 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 clop. Door slam. Uh, I really lost a lot to you We lost pool. several games, but you know what? We played a good, we had a good day at yeah, pool. Yeah, it was a fun hang. It was some nice fellowship with my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, here is that clip with uh, Guy Branham and the presence that you'll be able to feel of Ian Finance. I've become kind of obsessed with because I've I deal with body issues and body dysmorphia and I was anorexic which um, I think is like I I spent many years of my life looking like a Holocaust victim mm. and, and having people in public point and stare and and make comments and I'm not. Did you get the cool arm hair? Oh yeah, I got the fucking fuzzy <laughs> arm hair, neck hair on my face everywhere. But you're right. They when you're anorexic, you you develop a fuzz because you're starving and cold. Yes. And so really? your body needs to heat itself. So I Will had that make fuzzy my hairline come back. No, you won't get that back. Damn it! But it was just a um, just so much hair on my. That's so funny that you know that because it's like unless you would have experienced that, how did you know that? Oh well, I mean, I I love good anorexia or bulimia Story. TV movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read all the books. I read. I saw the movies. That's how I like learned how to be anorexic. Is the is the backwards thing. Princess but Anna. The, th the thing is, is like I I also feel like <laughs> when you are fat and people are constantly sort of like coding you as that or like treating you weird because of it you are sort of more aware of this entire world of people having a problematic relationship yeah. with food and eating that makes sense then that you would know because i also feel as um uh thirsty to understand the uh, perspective of someone who is feeling uncomfortable in their body because they're overweight because I I can see myself going the other way because I've gone I, I've been out of control with not eating and I've been out of control with eating I was bulimic yeah I, I, I I'm I'm a stone's throw away from from feeling that way and 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 I just I've read Roxanne Gay's book. I read Lindy West's book. I can't wait to read your book and hear your experience. But tell me something that most people don't know about being a, a fat person in society. 
Um, I think it is the fact that people will, regardless of anything else about you, treat you like a child when it comes to health, nutrition, or food. Okay, here's God. the thing. I, I went to, uh, my doctor moved to New York. He was a great doctor. It's a like clinic that just treats gay guys. And um, <laughs> I went like two weeks ago uh, because I, need, I had an issue that I needed to address with a doctor. And I like, n- before I even went, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be an issue. Because like about half of the time when I meet a new doctor, they're not going to be able to see me as anything other than um, like a fat person. They're just not going to even be able to talk to me. And the thing is, is like, I also wanted to talk to him about like, like food and and exercise and check in with him about what I have been doing sure. and that sort of thing. And he was just like, no, but like he did not want to talk to me about anything other than bariatric surgery. That was the only what? thing he wanted to talk to me about. And it's like you You're you don't doctor. you don't know what I do for a living. You don't understand anything about my life, and you've just decided that you have the answer and that any perspective I have is kind of useless and you know people really will talk down to me about that which is strange because I'm so pushy and smart (laughs) and it's like you should understand that like the problem if it's anything it's not that I don't understand how many calories are in 100 grams of uh of white rice believe me I understand much better than you do (laughs) you really do of course you do I think that's that's so when I hear people say, or in comedy or whatever, like, just stop eating or what? I mean, that is the dumbest. That just tells me you're the, the one of the dumbest people in the world, if that's your answer for people who are overweight. And also, I'm, I was shocked reading, I think it was Roxanne Gay's book, but it might have been Lindy's as well. Just in, in society, how people, you know, roll their eyes or just, like, seem bothered by your presence uh-huh. as a fat person. Do you, do you encounter that on a daily basis? I mean, I don't know that it's on a daily basis. I don't have to think about it a lot. But, you know, there have definitely been times where, like, um, you know, one time a lady held up a plane taking off because she was annoyed that she had to sit next to me. No way. Um, no was, way. Yes. It was It was truly, like, excruciating except for the fact that the entire JetBlue, like, all of those JetBlue stewardesses treated her like they brought me free drinks for the rest of the time on the flight um and they treated her like the asshole that she was and then when we landed like the police were there to be like you held up a plane that's oh my god so what did she say what was the what was the? she wouldn't say anything to me of course not she wouldn't even look at me um she was just like she got up from her seat when you sat down and was like i'm gonna Talk no, she's she sat there, but she like just kept waving down the um kept waving down the stewardess saying she couldn't possibly sit next to me. Um and it's hard because like the whole time I'm on a plane, I'm just trying to make myself as unobtrusive as possible. Of course. That's uh, always my point. Like you these people who I don't want to sit next to a fat person on a plane or like they're in the way. Don't you realize fat people don't they don't want to be in the fucking way? Right. That's the last well, thing they want. And the, the the thing about media that's interesting, do you watch This Is Us? No, I don't. Um, but, but I would love your take on that show. Because... I mean, it basically comes down to the fat lady on that show acts like she's never been fat before. Um, and she has, like, no tools for managing. And so she's just always being sad all the time. Because it's written by people who have no idea. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's pathetic. Did you? Oh, here's something most people don't know. Uh, clinically obese people are half as likely as the rest of the population to commit suicide. 
Why? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Really? Yes. Because you would think if you're clinically obese, you're walking around, you got to be the most depressed person there is. Right. And the answer is because cake, because we are managing our shit, you know? Honestly, uh, that's, I, 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 I look at obese people and I, I feel um, that we do you do you think maybe this is me making um, a wrong assessment? But I when I see someone who is morbidly obese, I don't know how you feel about that stupid term. But th- when you see someone that cl- clearly has a problem with food, I go, oh, they have to wear their drug addiction. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just having it's a drug. Well, it, and it's having like the worst thing about you, maybe. And it's not the worst thing about you, but it's having this very bad and stigmatized thing just be out in public in a way that it isn't for other people. Yes. Um, Heroin addicts aren't walking around with needles sticking out of their arm being like, I'm doing it. Like, you don't know. You can hide that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because also, like, alcoholics and heroin addicts can be sexy, so we love them as a people. Yeah, And it's why I am really delighted by... Um, you know, the people we know, like Dulce Sloan, who, yeah. like, you know, is taking photographs of herself looking fucking amazing uh, in swimwear any chance she gets. Yes. Um, and reminding us that, like, there are lots of different ways of having beautiful bodies. Yes. I think it is so important to, I love the fat acceptance movement or the body, the body pause move, movement because. I do think, I know, I would have never thought that I was influenced by looking at pictures of Kendall Jenner, like mm-hmm. that That in my feed is going to make me feel anyway. It's just yeah. a person that I'm not related to that is beautiful. I can, what? But it makes me feel so sad when I surround myself with images of people. We all know this, but it's true. And when you start following Instagram accounts of women who are real and put out their cellulite and put out their flaws or whatever they, they and are just real, you end up, I walk away, I feel better about myself. You need, if you have a feed of just all Instagram models, I'm telling you, sprinkle in body positive accounts. There's so many of them mm-hmm. and they will, they will make you feel better about yourself. Yourself. They will make Dude, you accept yourself Stavros. better. It's helps for me. Stavros, Stavi Jesus me Christ, Stavi baby, Stavi baby, S T A V V Y baby. I was thinking of him too. Like he, he is so sexy and is naked and and has is missing a tooth. So and there's something so sexy and fun <laughs> just, about him that makes me. Morning, well, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. I, like I'm not. I'm definitely not fixed about this subject. I'm definitely not like this best or perfectly accepting person, but there is something so nice about seeing somebody else and saying like, well, like they were able to, like they've found some piece of this that I haven't when it comes to sort of like pride or sexiness or all of that. And just sort of being like, why can't I do that? Because the thing is, it's like, we do, We we have to care about and love our bodies so we can keep them healthy. And the way that we approach fat people is not to say oh you should love your body more you should definitely take it and move it around and all of that we do it through oh you have to hate your body into non-existence god that's so true it's like you should hate the way you look oh and then use that thing that i just told you you hate to then get to a place where you don't hate it and it's like well how am i supposed to do that i hate everything yeah. about me and now i have to move it and like w- like feel it but, and but we act like it's noble and good for fat people to hate our bodies that that's Ugh. like Oh, well, in, until until you stop being fat, you really just have to be consumed with your self-hatred. I, uh, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite topics because, first of all, most people are fat, mm-hmm. okay? Like, that's the reality we're living in. And 
we need to get on board and we need to we need to stop stigmatizing and we need if you're on a fucking airplane and you make one eye roll or like if you ever make someone feel marginalized who is bigger than you on an airplane because you might not get the room you want go fuck yourself i want nothing to do with anyone who puts that out there and reading all these accounts of people who have who who there are people every day on planes who make people feel bad sitting next to them also that's insane to me it is magical and ridiculous that we can go from los angeles to new york in five hours that's going to involve some compromises yes (laughs) like you know like we're we're not saying that all crying babies must be done away with yes we're saying it might be slightly annoying that you have a crying baby on your plane i have to tell you can i tell you the happiest time i was in coach was when i was in a row with a fatter guy next to me uh, yes. and i was just able to be like thank god like <laughs> everybody's family you start here. complaining <laughs> i always say it i'm like if you're f- I, if you're fat on an airplane fucking sit next to me i will never make you feel bad like i it it sucks being a human and it sucks having these things that we hate about ourselves and then we feel like other people and other people do hate us for the thing we already hate so much about ourselves why pile on to that be more compassionate be nice you probably smell and like someone has to deal with you smelling on the flight like everyone has something well but it's also nice to get to feel like we're a good person for something we don't really have to think about yes so like in 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 making that like that that voice that uh, gasp, yes. you're you're kind of acknowledging like I'm better. You're just reminding yourself that like this person has a real problem. I'm fine and human. Oh um, God, I yeah. I thank you for talking so openly about this because it is uncomfortable. No one wants to talk about um being being fat or fat people and how we see them and how we we don't see them. Yeah. And 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 I think it's so important that you do talk about this and I love you for doing it and um and I I feel and every time we talk about because I talk about this a lot on the show about um fat acceptance mm-hmm. and I always get tweets and and messages from people so I know it means a lot to our listeners and um get his book Guy Branum My Life as a Goddess it is out All right well that's all the clips we have for you damn knuckleheads thanks for listening to the podcast today Ian how you feeling Yeah I'm feeling great thank you for all the love I get tweets and messages and you guys are just the kindest people in the world Sweet and you know people. I've never I've I've never wanted to squirt squirt more than when I'm in studio and talking to y'all so oh, yeah. squirty squirt 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 we love the tweets tweet at us at you up sxm instagram all that nonsense i'm at tom eight to car you know where nikki is um you can find her at uh, the stand comedy club go down the stairs take a take a quick right and then uh you'll have a clear shot um the stand comedy <laughs> club is closed <laughs> it's not even open anymore. it's not open till <laughs> september uh, <laughs> if you want to go and see the memory of nikki glazer go to the stand comedy club uh <laughs> if you like the show hey get on our serious xm you know yeah, what are you doing? we do eight hours a week this is just a little piece of it this, we, a we hang out. this is just a tip you if can... you want us to go balls deep you gotta get a serious xm subscription <laughs> sign up right now because we gonna make you squirt squirt bitch gonna make that squirt squirt hey and rate and review the podcast uh, that helps us out i assume i don't totally know how that shit works to be honest uh ian you got any secrets you want to reveal if oh. you stick around to the end we usually reveal a secret oh here's a secret this week i made a girl squirt yeah that's kind of a humble brag and, more than a, but here's <laughs> more than the a thing and, oh here's a secret i got a big old hog <laughs> <laughs> the secret is afterwards i went squirt squirt
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a weird shout out to the radio show in an intimate moment. Secret. Yes. Um, I um, do I have any secrets? I got really, uh, I got real high in Denver. Secret, secret. I got a secret. Uh, That's enough. Uh, Thanks, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week. Adios, muchachos. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.